Beyond the Mic with Sean Dillon. We're joined on the star line by singer, songwriter, and musician. Since 2016, he's been playing every instrument for his dad in Cheap Trick. His solo album is The Distance. It's now out. We welcome Robin Taylor Zander. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me. Absolutely great, Robin. Let's go beyond Mike. The Distance has the flavor of early Beatles and the Stones. How long did it take you to create this album? Well, the tracking took about four weeks, and then we did another couple weeks of overdubbing. So about six weeks in total. It's pretty quick. We didn't. It was me playing everything except for when you hear horns or a cello or a harp. So I, I played, kind of hopped around the studio and played uh, drums, bass, piano, guitar. I wrote all the songs. So it's it's very much a, a solo effort. So the distance is an album of your own true heart. For sure, yes. Yeah, as honest as it gets, you know, it's from about eight years uh, worth of songs that I've kind of cataloged and bookmarked and kind of were sitting around. Some are newer, some are older, and we finally had a chance to go into a studio and finally got a record label that would be interested in putting it out. So it all kind of came together quick. Robin, why is the distance different and better than anything out on commercial radio right now? (laughs) Well, my unbiased opinion says that... (laughs) that there's some really catchy songs, you know, I, I really don't know. I, I can't put my finger on what it really sounds like. Uh, it's my first record ever. Um, I know what I'm influenced by, which is heavy sixties, seventies, heavy into the British invasion. So Beatles, the kinks, the who, the stones. And I, I love seventies, uh, punk and I love, you know, eighties new wave. So, I mean, you could, you could put all those kind of influences together for songwriting and, I guess that's what this record is kind of influenced by. I'm not sure what the, if it's better than anything else that you hear on pop radio now, but in my opinion, it is. So I'll just go with that answer. So which punk artists influenced you? Oh, I mean, there's a lot. There's uh, the Sex Pistols. There's the Clash. Um, I like sort of like the 70s kind of proto-punk, kind of like television. I like, um, you know, it's not really punk, but new wave, but I, I like the Talking Heads. I like the Ramones, um, all those bands. Um, I, I buy their records whenever I see them. How does the pandemic change the way you see music and maybe kick the distance closer to reality? Well, the pandemic happened. I actually started working on this before the pandemic, and then we finished it after. So a lot, all the songs that you hear are written before the 2020 pandemic. Uh, but we kind of started doing it the winter of 2019. And then we finished doing the overdubs in 2020. And um, some of the lyrics, could you could think that they would pertain to COVID in some way, like the songs like The Distance or High and Low. They actually were born before. And the pandemic just kind of delayed the release of it a little bit because of obvious reasons. We couldn't promote it. We couldn't really do anything with uh, live gigs from, from most of 2020 and 21. So if that, that, if anything, the COVID kind of delayed the release of it. Robin Taylor Xander joins us. His solo album is The Distance. And Robin, it's time for the Rocky Nate. Eight random questions. Answer with the first thing that comes to your mind. There is no pressure. Shoot. What was your first guitar and do you still have it? <laughs> um, yes. My first guitar is a little Alvarez acoustic, I believe. I think it's Alvarez. I, it might not be that. It might be a different brand, but it's an old uh classical style guitar was given to me when I was about four or five. So, and I still have it. It's completely smashed up and 
barely hanging on, uh, but it still <laughs> exists. So I want to keep it, you know, until I'm long gone and, and maybe pass it on to my kids. So I'm trying to keep good care of it now. Time for a little triple question. Best Beach Boys, Beatles, and Bee Gees song. Song? Oh, man. <laughs> Beatles, I'm going to go with In My Life. Beach Boys, Good Vibrations. Bee Gees. How can you mend a broken heart? Very nice choices. Those are my picks. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> Which track on the album will surprise people the most? Surprise? Well, I, I guess some of the more, I used to live in Nashville, and I wrote a lot of these songs while I was living there. So maybe the more kind of country pop sounding ones, like a song called In Front of Me, is a little out of left field for me. It's a little more kind of commercial country pop sounding. So that might be the most surprising, but I'm not sure. The The record has a vibe in its own. Another triple choice. Best thing about your time in Boston, Florida, and Nashville? The best part of Boston, I've, I'd have to say, was uh, being around a bunch of great musicians. I went to Berkeley for a few semesters, and I got to meet a lot of great people from around the world. You know, So musicians, not just from the States, but from Europe and, and Asia. And um, it was really cool you know, just to be able to cohabitate with some of those guys and girls and uh, and learn a lot from them nashville pretty much the same i, I was surrounded by great musicians um i lived with great musicians and got to jam with with people who who like the same kind of music that i that i like and you know i live in florida i was born and raised in florida so that's my home and uh, always will be. Now, Robin, which concert did you last see? Not playing, but see for your own enjoyment. Let's see. What would that be? Andy Schaff. Actually, I was in Brooklyn, New York. He's a singer-songwriter from Canada that I, I'm really into, and I love all his music. So, um, yeah, me and my uh, girlfriend went to go see him. What was the best gift your dad gave you when you were growing up, other than a hard time? <laughs> You know, he gave me a really nice brown leather wallet that I like. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, he, he had a little personalized message uh, uh, engraved into it. So I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with that answer. What was the message inside? Oh, I can't tell. I got to ask. That's personal. What's the one thing <laughs> you do to torture your sister? Oh, well, you know, I was a protective big brother. Um, if anything, I would probably, I would probably play too much of the music that she didn't want to hear. If anything, um, maybe, maybe when I was a kid, I, I played drums a little too loud. The music room was right next to her room. So probably just being obnoxious and being a loud musician. That was probably torture for her. But there is pride with your sister now graduated. Being the older brother does have its benefits. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely, um, proud of my sister she you know she went to boston um, emerson college and she didn't know anybody up there she went up on her own and four years later she graduated uh this past may and um now she's going to uh california and she's going to try to find some work out there it's not easy to do that you know there's a writer's strike and she wants to get into um you know performance and acting and, and all sorts of stuff so I'm very proud of her, and she, she didn't pick an easy road, so we're all definitely proud. But the easy roads aren't worth as much as the harder ones. No, that's right. Take the road less traveled. That's what they say. Best thing about your dog? Uh, Ziggy. Uh, she is probably the the cutest, 
uh, but the most rambunctious little bulldog you'll ever meet. She is loyal, but she'll, you know, she'll let you know when she's not happy. So <laughs> we love her to death, though. It's time for the back half with Robin Taylor Zander. His album is The Distance. Robin, how has your opinion on the music industry changed and evolved as you watched your dad growing up? Yeah, they're completely different. Um, I mean, when he was in a band, you know, when he, when they, Cheap Trick finally got signed, you know, they gave him like a four record deal or whatever, four or five records. They gave him a chance, you know, and that was the way record companies did things back then. Nowadays, you, you get like a single or two, and if it doesn't go viral, you know, that's that. So the worlds are different. It's harder in a way nowadays to be um, a new artist, but it's easier in other ways. I mean, you don't really need a record label nowadays. You could promote yourself completely online. You can, if you're still, you know, if you're writing good songs, it doesn't matter whether you have a record label or not. People are going to nowadays be able to access it through the internet. You know, you could, uh, you could go as an artist and, and be completely unsigned and have millions and millions of followers and, and people still get to hear your music. So, in other ways, it's good. In other ways, it's bad. But I think, in general, it's good for the for the new and upcoming artists. How has the music industry helped you? Well, um, I think in terms of uh, being a songwriter, it helps me because I have many avenues to get my songs out there. You know, it's not all just find a distributor and, and put out records. It's more like, you know, get your song featured on something and it kind of blows up. So for, for the artist, you kind of have to be creative and and find those avenues. And if you can, it, it really can make the difference between you making money off of your stuff and, you know, and not being able to make money off of your stuff. Cause it really is making a living is the tough part and being consistent and having cash flow and, you know, all those things. So if you want to be a musician and have that as your full-time job, it's, it's a good time to be one. I think. Robin, why was this the right time to move out on your own? It was the right time because I had uh, some time off. <laughs> Um, we, we took a break uh, for a few months from from doing live live uh, gigs with Cheap Trick, and I had a few months to kind of um, kick around some ideas and go to my friend uh, Kenny Siegel's uh, recording studio up in upstate New York and and start doing these songs, and that's kind of how it happened. So how has your own emotions been channeled into this album, and what do you want people to get out of it? Well, it's, it's an honest representation of, of where I'm at, you know, up to this point in my life and everything that's happened um, up to this point. So it's, you'll hear songs that are older, like high and low and what am I to do? And, and newer ones like the song title track, the distance. Um, and you'll, you'll see a, a progression, I think hopefully in the songwriting, it's a very upbeat, positive record for the most part. You know, it's very, it's filled with messages that everyone can relate to, I think. And, uh, for the most part, it's just an honest representation of where I'm at in my life. Why does music touch your soul? Well, I have an old soul. I listen to a lot of older music. I love 60s and 70s British Invasion. You know, like I said, it's just kind of ingrained in me. So anything that makes or reminds me of the, the songs that I loved growing up is what touches, you know, my my musical kind of soul, if anything. But it's mostly my my parents record collection that, you know, gets me excited. And when I hear music or make music for that matter, that reminds me of that. It, uh, you know, that's what gets my, um, my creative juices flowing. Robin, you rated your dad's albums. Yeah, I, I did when I was a kid. I, 
I, my dad didn't, wasn't like a teacher in the sense, like he wasn't showing me how to play the instruments, you know, he wasn't showing me, you know, the chords and he basically gave me instruments and said, you know, if you listen to records and you use your ears, you can, you can kind of copy what's going on. And that's how I started. So I would always raid their, you know, their CD collection. Even the, when I was a kid, I, I had a little Sony Walkman, like, you know, when I was really young. And I'd pop in cassettes and put my headphones on and, and I just loved it. I would be listening to music all the time. It was like a, a game as a kid for me instead of toys or whatever, or video games. That was something else that I could get my hands on and, and kind of be creative with it. Who inspires you musically now? A lot of people. Um, there's a lot of artists that I, I like to listen to. I mentioned uh, people like, uh, there's a singer-songwriter, Andy Schaaf, I'm, I'm really into I love a lot of the um, kind of like psychedelic rock bands that kind of remind me of that 60s psychedelic movement. You know, I like bands like, um, you know, the kind of the singer-songwriters. There's a guy called Travis Bretzer that I'm into. There's um, bands like uh, MGMT or The Strokes or um, stuff that I love. I mean, it's hard. It's kind of hard to give you all the names. There's, uh, you know, like bands like Wilco. I love Wilco and Radiohead and great band. Yeah. Back, you know, flaming lips. There's, there's tons I could go on and on. <laughs> Everyone has had their heart broken growing up. How has your own broken heart changed the way you see love? Um, well, I mean, it's such an easy subject matter to write about, you know, your own personal, you know, heartaches and, and, um, you know, trials and tribulations and all that. So, I mean, it's an easy subject to write on. And uh, from my own point of view, it's kind of helped me develop as a songwriter because it kind of made me see how, how much I can write and how many subject matters that are open, you know, and open up for discussion. Uh, people that can like really get into, you know, love songs can also get into um, breakup songs and songs about, you know, what you did yesterday, you know, or, you know, songs about walking in a park or <laughs> I mean, anything, you know, it can be written. So it's, if anything, it, it's made me progress and, and write about more, more than just, you know, the breakups and stuff like that. Famous mom, dad, sister who loves music. Why is love of music so powerful in your family? We come from a lot of musicians, you know, even before my dad, my, my grandfather was a big band saxophonist and we, you know, so he grew up around music. Uh, you know, my mom she grew up with five older brothers that were all really into music, not as musicians, but just loved going to, to live concerts. And, you know, they had bands that they'd follow around, you know, when they could. And so uh, music is just a big part of the family in general. Growing up, I was able to be around it so much that it was just, it wasn't even a question of like, what am I going to do for a living? It was like, well, I'm definitely going to be a musician and, you know, whatever else happens, happens. So we are passionate about about music because you know it's just always been around us you know it was always around my dad growing up he kind of had the same deal where his dad had a piano and you know had horns and stuff laying around the house and my dad just picked up music in that way so it just kind of as as it goes it was just uh, ingrained into us at, at an early age robin there's always one good story from the road what's yours oh man um that's a hard one that's tough um there's a lot of stuff that, that happens on the road that it's just kind of mundane sometimes. Like we do a lot of traveling via bus um, in Cheap Trick. So as you can imagine, 
we're all in the same bus, you know, the, the original members and me and the tour managers. So just those kind of mundane things like stopping off at rest stops and getting some, you know, beef jerky with, uh, you know, Rick or, you know, like <laughs> just, just, you know, like it's a weird stuff, you know, being in Europe and stopping off at a bathroom that isn't the best of bathrooms, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. Um, sharing those kind of stories. It, it's kind of just kind of, it's fun to listen and, and look back at them, you know, but I, there's too many to tell. I, I couldn't pick one to tell you, to be honest. Best moment with your dad, but not from the road. I'd say that I have, I have great memories of um, growing up. We, I grew up in Florida. We used to go out and do all the Florida things that you, you know, all the stereotypes. We'd, we'd go fishing, play golf and those kind of memories for me, you know, going to fish with my dad on, on the pier in Clearwater where I grew up or, you know, playing golf with him. Those memories are, you know, probably the most special and, and stuff I think about a lot, but uh, there's tons of different things. I mean, the traveling, not just the playing music, but when I was a kid traveling with my dad, you know, on planes, trains and buses. And it was a fun thing when I was off of school, I got to go travel with him for a little bit because he was gone a lot of the time when I was in school, he's gone for about half the year. So I really cherished those times when I had time off from school, I was able to go, you know, be his bunk buddy and spent a lot of time with him. So who's the better golfer? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, he, uh, he'd probably say me and I'd probably say him because that's just who we are, but you know, we're both crummy, but <laughs> I'll say that we, we're both very mediocre. Uh, but you know, he, he kind of taught me the basics and I, it, it turned into more of a, a hobby that I, you know, can take on the road because when you're off, you have a day or two off in between gigs and you're able to go and, uh, you know, play a couple rounds if, if you have the time. And, and so that it's kind of became a hobby for us uh, to do something other than, uh, sit around in our hotel rooms all day. The hotel rooms are the worst. They are. <laughs> What's your favorite Disney world ride? Oh man. Well, I'm going to have to say it's the one that just opened that I haven't been on yet, which is the Tron, um, the Tron roller coaster at magic kingdom. Um, it looks amazing. Really? Yeah, it looks amazing. It just opened it up a couple months ago and I was at, actually at magic kingdom. Uh, for my 30th birthday and it wasn't quite open yet. They're doing a soft opening of the ride, but I was just looking at it and I took a video of the outside of it. It looks amazing. And anyone who's going to magic kingdom has to check out the Tron uh, roller coaster. That's, that's what I say. It's time for one big question with Robin Taylor and Sandra beyond the mic. If you could achieve all your dreams, what would you dream for next? Well, I'd like to, you know, tour and support my records, but I really, what I'm really interested in down the road would be to get into producing and uh, hopefully one day run my own music studio and, and bring in artists that I like to listen to and, and collaborate with them. That would be my, my next dream. And I, you know, someone like Jack Douglas that I've been fortunate enough to meet, he's been able to do that. You know, he's also a musician. He started, really working as a musician and then as a songwriter and then it kind of progressed into producing and, and engineering and, and stuff like that. So I, I see myself being able to do something hopefully down the road similar to that. He's the protective big brother, still has his first guitar, learned to play by listening to cassettes. <laughs> Robin wants you to hear his album, The Distance. 
Robin Taylor Xander. Thanks for taking the time to talk with us today. Anytime. Thank you so much for having me. And now, my friends, is Beyond the Mic. <laughs>